service and focus on the Lord. And I know oftentimes with, with Easter, right, everybody gets all dressed up like I got my Easter socks on. Like, check those bad boys out. They look good. In fact, you, you probably notice the person next to you looks good too. So why don't you go ahead and tell them, say, you look good. Like, you got all dressed up. You look good. Yeah, and see, it's interesting because who needs Tinder? Like, we've got Easter because, like, you know, you don't need to swipe right because they might be right next to you because it, it, you never know. Like, if they, if they added more O's to good, like, if they said, you look good, like, there, there might be something there. You just never know. Like, who needs Tinder, right? We even have a photo booth in the back. Like, today might be the start of something beautiful uh, for you and your relationship, but man... Welcome to Grace Church. Uh, for those of you who normally attend our church, we're so glad that you're here and hanging out with us. For those of you who are friends and family of people that attend Grace Church and they invited you, we're glad that you're here. Uh, and so we just appreciate your willingness to come check our church out and, and worship with us. And, and I know some of you may be in the community as well. Maybe you saw one of our signs or, or got invited by somebody and you said, hey, why not? Like, I'll try it out. And so we appreciate your willingness to come check it out. And anytime it's Easter Sunday, we're all aware it's a big deal. It's a big holiday. It's really important. And so oftentimes we make some sort of plan, right? Some of you are like, I make a plan all the time. You just are a planner, and, but you probably have some kind of plan today, right? You, you knew that you were coming to the 1130 service here at the auditorium. So maybe you, if you have kids, you did your, your Easter basket finding, you know, that type of thing. And you're like, well, that's what we're going to do. And or maybe you did your, your Easter egg hunt already where you put the candy inside the eggs or you put money inside eggs or whatever. Or maybe you're doing that later today or you have plans with your family or you're here with them at worship or you have lunch plans, right? All of us, we laid out some kind of plan, some idea. And But the thing about it is, is sometimes we just never know what each day will bring. And so maybe you had the idea that you were going to take a family picture for Easter and then all of a sudden... Your little one finds their Easter bunny a little bit early, right? And all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? And they're wearing more more of the chocolate than what makes it in their mouth or on their Easter clothes. And some of you are like, you just explained my morning, Pastor Aaron. That's exactly what we had to deal with. So that's just reality, right? I think that happens so many times to all of us, right? We get headed in a certain direction. We have a certain idea, a certain plan. And then all of a sudden, we find ourselves just making a wrong turn or in a different spot that we didn't expect, right? Where we didn't plan on being. And we kind of look around going, oh my gosh, like what do I do now? And when you look at the story of Jesus and, and his life and his death and the resurrection, I guarantee that is exactly what the disciples were feeling. That is exactly what his followers were feeling. That is exactly what his family was feeling and certainly his mom I mean, can you imagine being with Jesus for years, years and years, following him, listening to, listening to him teach, right? He, you, you considered him a friend, a mentor, a great teacher. You were there amongst the crowds, one of his disciples even. You saw the miracles. You saw him make mud and put it on the blind man and, and wipes the mud off and he can see. You see the lame people that, that, are, that are healed. Like you're witnessing that firsthand. You listen, to, you listen to him teach, and you're going, oh my gosh, like nobody has ever spoken and taught like this man teaches. Surely he must be the Son of God. And then in one night, he's arrested. And they did not expect him to get arrested at all. I mean, this is so shocking to them. In fact, in Mark chapter 14 and verse 50, it says, then all of his disciples deserted him 
and they ran away. They didn't expect him to get arrested. And, and it takes place and they get scared. They flee. They abandon Jesus. In the time when he needs them most, they disappear and they're gone. And then, of course, we understand he, he's brought before the high council, the, the religious leaders during that time. He's wrongly accused of something. He, he's, he's declared guilty when he truly is innocent. He's beaten, flogged, whipped, a crown of thorns, tortured, hung on a cross. And then he's dead by the afternoon the very next day. I mean, so you're talking a, a very short period of time between his arrest and his actual death on the cross, the very next day. And so this is tragic. This is devastating to everyone that, that knew him and was following him, that, that was related to him, and extremely overwhelming. And so even though Jesus had communicated to them, he said, hey, just, just so you're aware, like I'm going to be arrested and I'm going to have to lay my life down. This will happen. I mean, even though he said that... He, they obviously were not prepared uh, for what was going to take place that day and that, that evening and, and into the next morning. And I just, when I think about that, I feel like we can relate, right? Maybe there's just a few things that have happened over the course of your life where, where you just, you didn't plan on it either. Where maybe you're heading in a certain direction and you realize you go, man, I just, I made a few poor choices, uh, maybe you got linked up with some people and, and you got persuaded to, to be involved in some stuff. You, you headed in the wrong direction. You got wrapped up in that lifestyle. And you find yourself looking around going, oh my gosh, like how in the world did I get here? I think that happens so frequently to, to many of us. Or maybe you're in a situ situation right now and it's not even your fault. You look around and you're going, I, I am dealing with this and, and I had nothing to do with it but I feel like I'm paying the consequences. I'm dealing with the turmoil of, of somebody else's decisions. And that, that can be even more difficult at times. But the thing that's amazing is that is not the end. That is not the end at, at all. That, in fact, there is more to the story. There's more to your story. So if you find yourself in that place, you've got to understand that today is a day of new beginnings. And so in Luke chapter 24... Starting in verse 1, it says, But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified, and they bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. And so we get to read this, right? We know what took place. We know the story. You know, Friday's tragic and, and overwhelming, but we're aware that Sunday morning's amazing and miraculous where God does something absolutely incredible to take a dead man, to rise him back to life. And I feel like it's a great reminder for us. And the first thing that, that it reminds us is that God has more for our lives. I mean, things that, that may have seemed like they're overwhelming us, they're just taking over our life where, where we've even lost hope and we're struggling with doubt and disbelief. We just are battling in our lives and, 
And there's so many different times, so many different ways that this can happen in our life. I mean, one of the ways that we often feel it is through relationships. You know what I'm talking about? Where you have certain relationships and people that you know and you trust. It, it could be even be like a family member, right? Or a friend that you leaned on. You needed them. You were desperate in, in a time and, and you, find, you found out that, you know, that, that they weren't there for you when you needed them most. I mean, exactly what Jesus went through with his disciples, you've dealt with as well. And that's hard. That's really challenging. Maybe right now, you know, it, it, there's some, some tension even in your marriage. You know, I say, hey, you know, look to the person next to you and, you know, tell them they, they look good. And you kind of had to muster that up a little bit. And, and I get that. Like, I understand that that's challenging, right? And, and, and the relationships that we have, maybe it's, for, maybe it's work, right? Maybe, you know, this is a weekend and you're just, you don't want to think about work at all because you know when you go back tomorrow that, man, some of those situations you're going to have to deal with, some of those people that you work with regularly, like things aren't great, you know, maybe it's your boss and the way that they handle things and decisions and people. Maybe it's your colleagues, some of the people that you work on the same team with. Or maybe it's not so much the people you work with, it's the business itself because you're the boss, right? You're the top dog, you're the owner, and, and you're looking, you're going, oh my gosh, like how are we going to do payroll? What, what are the big decisions that we have? I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of turmoil and uncertainty at times. And here's what I want to encourage you with. God has more, okay? That, that is not it. That's not the end of the story. That might be the situation you're in right now, and we all go through adversity. We all go through challenges and difficulties, but when we follow after the Lord and trust in Him and lean on Him and pursue after Him relentlessly, He will lead us through those times and through those struggles. Grace Church uh, is about nine years old. And uh, Nicole and I started it around January of 2010. And, and I can remember, though, back in 2006 and 2007, uh, really about 18 months before we knew that, th- that we were supposed to start a church and to lead a church, there was a period of time that was extremely difficult for me. Uh, it was about, eight, about a year and a half time frame in, in 06, 07, where I was going through just this struggle where I, 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 I wasn't sure where God was. Like to, to be really blunt and honest, the, the best way that I could describe it is I felt like I was in a fog. You know, you, you kind of you look around and you can't really see anything. And, and you know, if you're driving in fog, you, you have your lights on and you go, well, let me try my high beams. And like, nope, that's not going to work. And so you're trying anything to figure out. You're going, God, where are you? And I was like praying and reading my Bible and trying to stay on track, but I just, honestly, I just felt like I was standing there, looking around, nobody was around, and I couldn't see even the direction that I was heading and where I was supposed to go. And then after about that 18 months, it just, it's like the fog lifted. And all of a sudden, I'm going, oh my gosh. And I'm kind of glad the fog was there for a little while because I would have gotten scared to death if anybody would have told me that we were going to start a church in Melbourne and, and it was going to be amazing. God was going to do incredible things. And, and, like I, and, and, and all of a sudden it happens and, and, and I'm blown away. And it's the, that's the same thing that the followers of Jesus were dealing with. They did not know what to do when he died. But the thing that's awesome is Jesus overcame the grave he overcame sin. He overcame death. And that's something that we can cheer about and we can get excited about. That's amazing. 
that's wonderful and encouraging. And I have this personal belief uh, that, that I feel like everybody has heard about Jesus. Uh, at least here in our area, probably in our state, probably in our nation, where, where maybe you consider yourself a Christian, maybe you don't, but I believe that all of us have heard about Jesus before. At, at one time or another, uh, we've heard that Jesus is God's son. We heard about him dying on a cross. We heard about his re- Maybe you believed, and you heard it's from somebody somewhere. And so maybe you believed Maybe you believe now, maybe you believed before, but right now, like things aren't so great and you're kind of questioning or wondering, or maybe you believed when you were a child, but as you gain some years and some, some age, just you find yourself in a difficult place. And I'm so glad that you're here on this Easter Sunday because I want to tell you that God has more for you. He absolutely has more for you. And so what I want to encourage you with is that you probably need to believe again. Um, maybe you had this before, and, and, and this is the type of morning where we need to believe again. Because there's, there's, I feel like there's four different things that have to happen in our life in order for us to feel fulfilled. You know what I'm talking about, where we feel like we've done something or accomplished something, or we feel like we're part of something significant. There's four different things. No doubt the first one is we have got to surrender our life to Jesus. Uh, That is first and foremost to recognize him as God's son, his death and resurrection, and say, you know what, I give my life and I turn it over to you. The second thing I feel like we've got to do is to walk in freedom, where we we get rid of some of the past, we get rid of some of the the guilt and the shame, and and we're like, "I, I need to be liberated from this. And so we walk in freedom that only God can offer. And then as we do that, I feel like the third thing is we begin to take steps down this spiritual journey. Right? If I said, like, hey, I feel like God has a plan for you. God has a path for you specifically that you need to follow. Many of us would say, sure, you know, absolutely. And so the third thing is we follow on that path. We follow on that journey with him. And the fourth thing is really we do all those so that we can make a difference. Because we want to make a difference. We want to be part of something that's bigger, something significant. We want to make a difference. And so, like, honestly, I hope that you believe me about those four things because I'm right. Uh, It's true. Um, It's just the reality for us as people. And the thing, when, when you talk about those four aspects, I mean, even pondering them, the thing that I love is as we walk this journey, as we walk out the path for our life, we are not meant to travel alone. Uh, that's what I love. Like you, you, may, you may have come in and you're a single person and you got my Tinder joke when the person next to you really didn't get it yet. And so, but, but even as a single person, you're not meant to travel alone. Like We are meant to be in relationship with each other. And so I want to tell you, like we want to walk with you. We want to travel together. Like Maybe you're part of Grace Church. Maybe you're not, but we want to go that direction. So you, might, you right now might need Grace Church in your life more than ever, more than you ever even realized. And so if, if you are one of those people and you're traveling, like we want to travel with you and, and maybe you've made a decision to follow after Jesus and, and you're going, what, what do I do next? And like, I, I, like we're going to do baptisms on Sunday, May 5th, just in a couple Sundays and at, at Cinema World. And so we would love to baptize you and that would be amazing, incredible opportunity for us. But that would be one of the examples of us traveling along with you, that we can do that together. Because so often when I think about Jesus and following Jesus and walking down this journey with him, 
I, I meet so many people that have a lot of misconceptions, just some misunderstandings when it comes to him and why he came. Uh, j- just to be real blunt and honest, like Jesus did not come to make bad people good. Like J- Jesus is not trying to make you a better person. That's not why he came. In fact, the reason he came is why we celebrate today, where he takes dead people and he makes them alive. That's why Jesus came. That's his purpose in life. In fact, there's a scripture verse that I want to share with you in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. And so that same power, right, that raised Jesus from the dead, because think about this. Think about the magnitude and the expanse of the power that it would take to take a dead person and cause them to come back to life. That's a lot of power. That's supernatural power. And God is saying in these verses that that same power is inside of us. It can dwell inside of us. And when we read this verse, it takes the dead areas of our life and brings them back to life, or brings them to life. It's incredible to think about that God does that through the power of His Holy Spirit. And the thing that I love as we receive Him and His Spirit and walk down this path and this journey, the thing that I I think is really amazing when it happens is God then closes the gap between where we are right now and where we know we should be going or could be going the direction that he wants to take us. By giving us his spirit, it closes that gap down. And so that's amazing. So maybe you're here and you just, you need to trust God again, right? You need to believe again. That's so significant. And I just want to tell you, like, we don't need to try and figure everything out. So many times people are like, well, once I get my life straightened out, like, then I'll get back to church. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you can't get your life straightened out without him. And so there's no way like it, for it to happen. So I just want to encourage you. We believe that he does this, and we believe that, that we can walk this out. And so I, I just want to tell you, like, I need you to believe that he can do that in you, like to grab a hold of this and to have that belief rise up inside of you. Because if I asked you, or if I told you, if I said, hey, God loves you, you would probably respond to me, okay, like, I get it, yeah, I know, you know, my grandma told me, my dad told me, I get the lady in the cubicle next to me, she tells me that all the time, God loves you, yeah, I know, but here's what I need you to do, I, don't, I need you to not just know it, but I need you to believe it, because a lot of people think that if they do enough good, that they're going to be able to earn God's love, and, and that's just not true. God already loves you. Like I just said it. If, and, and other people have said it. Like God loves you. And so what we actually need to do is to believe that he loves us that much and to actually receive that love from him. But so many times we struggle with that because we don't feel valuable enough. We don't feel like we're doing enough good. And, and God is saying, no, no, no. I don't need you to get all straightened out. I came so that I could rise you, raise you back to life, the dead areas. That, that's exactly what Jesus does and what he says to us. And so I just need you to believe again. 
that, that something inside of you would get stirred once again and that you would recapture what, you, what you've lost. And here's the deal. Today is the perfect day for that. Today is absolutely perfect because that's exactly what Easter is all about. Where we take something that, that is discouraging and down and, and it's transformed miraculously. And then that transformation can be in our lives every single day. Because if you, if you think about it, the resurrection is not an event. You know, we celebrate Easter, right? And the resurrection, we're like, hey, Jesus rose from the dead. And the resurrection is a person that we can experience each and every single day. And Jesus says this of himself in John chapter 11, verse 25. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. I mean, look at this verse as you break it down. This is exactly Jesus' purpose, that we can be resurrected, that we were once dead, that he comes alive inside of us. But by believing in him, that's the key word in that verse that we've got to grab a hold of. So Jesus is the resurrection. And when we believe in him, we experience the Easter resurrection in our own lives, where it becomes so real. And I know some of you, you believed before. You know, when I st- talked about believing again, you're like, yeah, that, that, that's me. And so I, I don't know what kind of got you off track. Maybe, maybe it was a person, right? I talked about some relationships and maybe somebody hurt you. Somewhere along the way, just something went in the wrong direction and they did some things or they said some things and or they weren't there for you when you needed them most. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And I know many of us, we deal with different times like that in our lives and different people. But maybe right now you just, you feel like you had hope, but right now you just feel lonely. You feel like you've been abandoned. You feel let down and you're very discouraged. Or maybe you're not dealing with so much loneliness. Maybe as a result of them hurting you or just that situation that, that you thought about, it, it, you just had some anger rise up, right? You, you have that lava that's building up inside the volcano and, and you can feel the resentment. You can feel the bitterness because of that person or that situation. And right now, you just even just thinking about it, you, like your blood pressure is starting to rise a little bit. That anger is rising within you. And so I just need you to understand like why Jesus came and who he is. Whether it's, you know, you feel alone or you feel just struggling with anger or bitterness or... I know probably all of us feel at least a little bit tired, right? Maybe in your life right now, you just feel worn out. You just feel like you're spinning around and spinning your wheels and you aren't gaining any traction. So what if in this path, this journey that I talk about that God's laid out for every single one of us, what if part of that journey was you being here? in the Melbourne Auditorium on Easter morning to hang out because you needed to hear a pastor say, it's time to believe again. Maybe, just maybe, you're here because you're supposed to be and it's to revitalize those dormant areas in your life. Those areas that are dead and dying and and have have been pushed aside and pushed down. Uh, The the best way that I could come up with an analogy or picture for you to see this, it's kind of like a plant. 
You know how a plant has a seed and, and in the autumn that the seeds fall to the ground, like from the trees and, and from the plants and vegetables, they fall to the ground and that seed gets buried, right? It gets buried for a period of time and it stays dormant through the winter. It stays down, but then over a period of time, spring begins to come. It gets a little bit warmer, you know, the spring rains come and, and all of a sudden that seed is flooded with the rain, the water, the nutrients that it needs and the timing on how it all unfolds. And here we are in spring, celebrating Easter and the resurrection. And so maybe that's true for you. You felt like there were some things that are dormant or dead inside of you. And I'm here to tell you that you can experience the resurrection in your life. Those past regrets, those past decisions that have held you back and held you down don't have to anymore. Like you can experience the the empty tomb where no longer are we held by those. But we can have a fresh start and a new beginning in Christ because of who he is. And so maybe that's you. Maybe all those things that I was saying you were just connecting with and you realized and it's a big deal. And so in just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity because there's probably some of you that you need to make a commitment to follow Christ. And today's your day. You know it. Like I talked about the first thing being really important and and surrendering your life to Jesus and you go, oh, I I know I need to do that. And right now, you you might even be feeling that where sometimes, you know, you you kind of get butterflies inside of your stomach or you feel kind of a little heat type thing or you get some goosebumps or, or you begin to wonder, you're like, is he talking to me? Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly talking to you. And what that is, is that's the Holy Spirit, right? And so I don't want you to get scared or intimidated, but we actually prayed for you. We prayed that this moment would come and that you would be here and that you would be open and willing to recognize Jesus as God's son and his death and his resurrection and believe in him. Some of you, you might do that for the first time here in just a moment. But then there may be others of you where you need to believe again. And you know that. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. But but first, I would ask everybody here in the auditorium if if you would bow your head and close your eyes. Uh, Here in the auditorium, because we just want to create just some, some solitude, right? Just us in this individual space. We don't have to worry about anybody else. The crowd, the person next to us, the person on our road. In front and back, we don't have to worry about that. Everybody's eyes are closed. Everybody's heads are bowed. This is a reverent moment between you and the Lord. And so if you would say, hey, Pastor Aaron, you you were definitely talking about me. I know I need to make a commitment to follow Christ. Or maybe you know that you need to believe again. If you would do me a favor, just go ahead and slip your hand up so I can see it. I'm the only one looking around. Everybody's eyes are closed. Like, just go ahead and slip your hand up. Yeah, I see several hands. Go ahead and put it up. I know it's a big deal, super important. This is between you and God. Acknowledging, I need you. I'm surrendering. Yeah, thank you so much. You can go ahead and slip your hands down. So what I'm going to do now here in this moment is, is I'm going to pray. And, and I would invite you just to pray along with me. Not, not that my words are going to be special in any way, but just uh, God sees your heart and your intention. And so you can pray, you can repeat after me, you can pray along with me. And maybe you say something like this, just say, God, I know I need you. I'm desperate for you. God, I need you in my life. Thank you so much 
for sending Jesus to the earth, your son, your precious son. And Jesus, thank you so much for laying your life down, for living the life that you did, but laying your life down and dying on the cross so that I might know you in this moment. Right now, I surrender my life to you. I believe that you are God's son. I believe that you are the resurrection. I believe that my new life can only come through you. And I commit to follow you. I commit to follow you and be passionate for you. So would you forgive me of all that stuff, all the decisions, all the regrets, the shame, the guilt, that you would remove all that. And I want a fresh start and a new beginning. And I celebrate you, Jesus, on this resurrection. Come into my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.